3: Go to the left. Go to the left. Yes. Good. 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 No, no. Craig? Advance from the right. Good. I see it now. Yes. It can't escape us this time. Who's got my guitar? Where are you? Where are you? There you are! Quick! Advance! Advance! Get it! Get it! Good show are good show. You managed to get it this time. There's a large bug indeed. Uh, We can't have that around the studio, no. Our actors would scream and put their clothes on and how can we film that way, yes? Uh, Ah, good. Uh, We have another visitor. Uh, Ariane, take that away. Uh, Please, far away. Make sure it has been cremated and disposed of properly. Uh, All reverence and honor to the thing ah. uh, please excuse me we're having a slight problem with some bugs here uh, we think we found it and we pray it is alone and if it isn't let all those know that it will come to the same fit if it messes with lord badini foglio of house ranata ah. insects but that is not what you were here You are here because of other insects, yes? Well, maybe not insects specifically, what they have been referring to as the bugs. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, they had found that the bugs had left brains in jars that were still active and still thinking. This was most disturbing, and yet... While Mehrgrat telepathically communicated with some of the brains to find out who they were and where they were coming from, Duli and Tai had another idea to try to figure out more about what was happening. But they had a slight problem. It looks like Tuli's boss, who is now part of the situation, has asked to know what is going on. And so, Kali director of the Daumari Celestia Security has asked duly to do what we all hate to do. Report on what the hell you are doing.
1: When was the last time I reported? I'm trying to remember.
0: You've never reported to her. To the yes. captain,
1: but when was the last time I reported to the chief? Uh, it's been a little while. Since the alien hopped bodies right and left
0: mirror. I'll leave a verification if anybody else can remember specifically. I
1: think that's it. Okay. Sounds right, though.
0: So, yes, Captain arches her fingers, sits at the desk and does very much the, I am in control here. I am the one, you know, who, who determines whether or not you live or die. I think it's a good idea for you to report now.
4: Uh,
1: fucking uh, mouth shut <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I will say, well, I'm going to assume the chief has uh, brought you at least up to the last time I reported to her, and so since that time, I have learned that there was an alien occupying the body of my friend Mirgrat, who jumped to a high-level unregistered psychic who I asked the psychops to try and track down. I've also discovered that there is... The alien may or may not be connected to a, a race out of character. Was it the Ithian?
0: The one that the entity was in, Mirgret has never been identified. So no, to no, to but they, the, the, enti-
1: the, the ones that we have identified, that Ty was on the planet.
0: Yes, referred to them as the Ithians, because okay. I'm so, feeling the concept that I couldn't think of a better name.
1: That particular alien creature who seems to have a very powerful at least psychic ability uh, may or may not be connected with the Ithians who are a race of creatures living in our past that have somehow created a sort of device that will let them project their people forward into bodies that exist in the here and now so that they may not die as a race. Uh, I currently know of, I believe it's six Ithians on board, although I'm not entirely sure that counts. Um, we have also discovered that there is a large bug infestation in such that the bugs form a sort of community hive mind by suits that cleverly disguise them as humanoids. I do not know their function or reason for being here. Additionally, we have discovered uh, when we are investigating the bugs that there are eight brains in a jar of people of multiple races, one including an ex-security officer. We are here to look up the backgrounds on those people to determine what other than a potential psychic link they have all in common, and then we need to talk to the doctor about once we do find, them, if we find the bodies, is it possible to put the brains back in? We have recovered some jars of unknown substance from the bug's quarters, and we were here to use the scanner to determine potentially what's inside of it. But now that I think about it, we probably should have brought it to isolation in the med ward.
0: There is a (laughs) long pause. (sighs) Ah. She turns to Kylie so How much of this can you verify? Kylie goes, uh, ma'am. Uh, I can verify that it was a telepathic entity. I can verify that the uh, we have psychops on board. And when, you, when she says that you can watch Joan kind of put her hands on a bridge of her nose and slowly shake her head. So we have psychops aboard, and I'm assuming they were not forthcoming by the law? Uh, uh, no ma'am, they were uh, undercover, it seems. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um, but we have bugs in the shape of humans. Now, I'm assuming you're not referring to the game, is that correct?
1: Uh, no. These bugs are much smaller and seem to form a sort of collective to creative, disturbing, cohesive body.
4: Uh, they're in a suit like the game, but they are not game.
1: Yeah, they are not game.
4: Might be wearing game suits, but aren't game, which you can see why that complicates things. Uh, captor
0: Need So allow me to present the obvious question we're all probably waiting for
1: I look expectantly <laughs> How much <laughs> how much
0: proof do you have of these accusations
1: witness statements and we you got this jar We do have the eight brains in eight jars in uh Mirgrat's lab And then we have this jar, which we think may contain bugs, or larvae, or something like, but we want to scan it.
0: All right. She looks at Kali. Perform scan. Let's find out what's going on inside there. Let's let's see how this... And you could see Joan... I'm not even asking for a sense motive check, but you could see Joan self-edit words. (laughs) (laughs) Let us see if the lieutenant here is, uh, accurate with her statement. <laughs> Kali says, uh, ma'am, I believe to be, I don't care what you believe, I need evidence. We're in a situation here, chief, and I recommend that we take care of the incident now. Kali, for the, by the way, this is one of the first times you ever see, you have seen Kali kowtowed. Hmm. Kind of like, I've
4: dealt with shit yes, happens ma'am. before. She's not at all su-
0: like surprised by this. <laughs> she's just normal. <laughs> yeah, as a as a doctor now, you're like oh, that's fine. Uh, but as a, as the former trucker, uh, sorry, former trucker oh. Ty, yeah, you're like the these, yeah. these guys. Goes, they all got these ears. All right. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So. Uh, the forces of the three I threw out are not helpful at all. <laughs> and neither is the fourth one asked for... Re- okay, I threw out three cards just to kind of go, okay, where am I going with this? Moment of Indecision, gluttony, and Sloth. And like, that doesn't really help. So let me get another card out. It was Lust. It's like, you know what? This is going a weird direction now. Uh, <laughs> so... Okay. All right, I got an idea. So... Put on the, uh, Khalid puts it on the scanner and everybody gathers around to see what's going on. Now the scanner itself has to take a moment to penetrate the casing. They do identify the casing as this material they're not familiar with. It is a form of metal, it's an alloy that hasn't been used for many things recently. Though if you ever figure out how to manufacture it, it would be great as a ship hull material. It's, you know, again, in the same way they used to build ships out of steel and they started building ships out of aluminum and then eventually they'll get it out of titanium. It's that sort of level of, oh, if it wasn't for the fact that you just had essentially, a, eh, let's say five pounds of it, maybe eh, probably closer to 10. Uh, you know, we didn't you have 10 pounds of this container. This would be excellent for all sorts of things. They don't know what it is yet, yeah. but that's also not uncommon for sci-fi shows because, you know, science is in future and all the rest of that. And I'm, and I'm only one man, but they did say that they've had, whatever this element is, it has been identified on other planets. They just haven't named it or anything else like that, they just kind of have it as a, an alloy mix based on various rock strata they found. But it takes a good 20 minutes for this thing to penetrate through for a scan. Now, initially, part of this is them doing it slowly. They're doing a scan of the, is this booby trapped on the outside? Are there electronic materials on the outside? Is there any battery power or or power source that we need to identify? These would indicate things like a bomb. Is there explosives? Is there chemical residue? They do all those scans before they go deep in. So they start, you know, again, start for the basics outside, work their way in. Once they get past the casing, which, like I said, takes about a good 20 minutes, um, starts to get to, again, the goo. There is goo in there that is hard to determine because it just looks like this giant mass of goo, of liquid. Now, the liquid is coming out as organic. It's coming out as... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's definitely biomass. Whatever this is, this is biomass. But it can be anything from morphogenic gel to you know, a, a box full of, of excrement, or it could be something else. It is probably not a box of excrement, just simply because the, uh, the activity of the biogel is active. There's an actual electrical and, and neurological field being emanated from the gel itself, as far as the scan is concerned. So, they have determined that something inside here is alive, whatever it is. It's just, it's hard to determine what is goo and what isn't goo
1: maybe we should take it to the medical wing.
4: why don't uh... we like
1: microwave it kill whatever's
4: in there and crack it open and see what's in we got more than one jar so (laughs) because
1: microwaving might not kill it and what if it's another brain for some reason
2: a secret brain
4: Really concerned about this all right fine
0: <laughs> okay by the way the fact that you're concerned about this i i take as pride because it means i've done my job as a gm
1: he has a so, concern for life, for life. Hmm?
0: so
4: you know you can sacrifice a life just like to make sure you know
0: so that being said so you're still arguing as to well We could try to bring it to the the ISO lab, try to have them scan in the medical thing, which even Kali is saying, look, I mean, they're good for determining bio stuff and determining which which goo is which. At the same time, we're in the security office. We can also isolate here very easily. And again, if you want to try to like throw it out in an airlock or something else like that, you're also running the risk of whatever's in there is, you know, something we may need for the future. Even Khalid is, you know, all, all mentioning this right off hand, right off the bat.
1: Well, there's also the fact that throwing out the airlock may not kill it, and it just lands on the planet we have to deal with sometime in the future. There's that. I'd rather know what's in here. I guess if you're okay. going to open it, this would be the best place, because there's a way oh. more guns in here than there are in Med Lab. I wasn't, wasn't going it. to open it. I think we should take it to the Med Lab, where they have much more detailed scanning
2: capabilities. You're the boss.
0: Okay. It's you. Well, uh, Kali actually s- says very well. I'll escort you. Captain, permission? Captain's like, do what you have to do. And I want that other Mimbari interrogated. I know he hasn't given up anything. I want to know where it came from and everything else. I'm still putting that on you, uh, uh, Chief. I'm putting it on everybody else we need to figure out where we are and how to get back to where we need to be that is prime importance everything else we'll figure out but in the meantime yes you if this is part of it you have my permission take it to take it to med lab get it scanned let's figure this out
1: oh just occurred to me um doctor You've been talking with the people who were involved in the whole body swapping thing. Do you think that perhaps one of them could look at a star chart and see if maybe we're near that planet in the past?
4: I mean, it's possible. I don't really know how much Wagner knows about the stars, but he's kind of a nerd, so it's maybe he spent some time doing a little side reading.
1: It's hard to ask him, I guess.
0: They're like, Wagner? Who is this Wagner
1: remember how I said there were people in the past who were basically sending their life force to bodies in the future because they don't want their people to die
0: Captain went wait You've been communicating with
1: one of them? Well, not anymore, because something happened to cause them to be kicked out of the body, but new people came forward, and these are people from all over time, and one of them, I think he's a human, originally, um, from Earth. Human Earth from Earth. 500 years ago or something like that. Anyways, while he was on their planet in the past, he did a lot of studying of what they had available there, which helped him enable his escape, unfortunately not to his original body. But so, yes, I guess we have been communicating kind of, not with the aliens but with their captives.
0: I look mildly You can hear surprised. The, capt- the 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 uh... <laughs> John, John actually looks over and says, Quibble, quibble. Uh, <laughs> the captain looks less enthused, but is doing it fine. All right. So she says, I want to see these people. I want to investigate this myself and find out what is going on. And you can hear the phrase, this is my edict coming through loud and clear. All right. We will so bring
1: the people in, although that is one thing I needed to talk to the chief about. Some of the people are still missing, and we have concern that there may be bodies that belong to the brains in the jars somewhere on the ship. It just seems Obviously most reasonable. Not, we're not sure. Yeah, we're just not sure if they're occupied or abandoned. Uh, actually, if you track down your Joel Al- Al-
4: Alstein, that's his name, guy. Uh, Chuck? Chuck, that's correct. Chuck Osteen. Joel yeah, Al- Osteen something else.
2: Austin, yeah, yeah, I I really like that now. A horrible person. I was, I was trying to play it off as Ty Al-
4: just doesn't remember his name because she doesn't remember yeah. human names that well, but then I realized that I referenced a different person that, yeah, never mind. Yeah.
1: yeah. Chuck Osteen. <laughs> <I, laughs> is on the list of people who i want to look up the information and get what information we can so we can cross-reference and see if there's something common to all these people who are now brains in a jar but also still you should look for his body because it's yes. somewhere and he ain't in it. i look I kind patiently of did hold... at the captain because i know
0: <laughs> she just thinks i'm crazy <laughs> Not quite crazy, but there's <laughs> definitely the. But they said, wait, Chuck, Osteen, the corporal,
4: Tim, yeah.
0: <laughs> to which the captain's like, that is a hell of a uh, accusation. But uh, yeah, Chief, get him in. him uh, out. A that bit.
1: actually can be confirmed with any good uh, psychic. Our uh, companion, uh, Mirgorat, is a psychic, and is communicating with the brains in the jar and one of them identifies themselves as Chuck What
4: I'm saying is if he's dead, then you should be able to find his body because he's one of your corporals, right? So he presumably has, you know, uh a comp link on him or something yeah, that you can track.
1: And even if he's not dead, you should be able to find him and you should bring him in for questioning yeah, in you're case he's not going find Chuck. him if not <laughs>
0: there is a there uh, you understand yeah. the captain basically says you'll forgive me if i don't rely on your again self-insert here and eventually she kind you tell her in her head she would fuck it she would we can tell you could tell your telepathic friend that she's not a member of our crew and we will rely on those psychics that have been registered by PsyCor, to, uh, uh, and otherwise through viable agencies to deal with this. We are not going to rely on your stranger friend, who may or may not have their own, was, yeah, may or not have their own uh, agenda in this case. And that we'll is, rely on what we have.
1: That is fine, but I will let you know, Captain, that my stranger friend is a librarian attached to the Pakra diplomat on the board.
0: <laughs> There's a stop, pause, that she turns to John and said And that means what exactly? <laughs> just, uh, librarians are uh, people of notes and of positions of power within the Narn sorry, within the Pakmara government. And you can and she rolls her eyes and she goes, Oh the flippin' Pakmara uh, fine but I still want a secondary opinion there with her at all times. um, um she
1: had a. We left Richard? when we left the quarters. The ranger
0: was still there.
1: Um, she once again turns
0: to John. What ranger? Uh, and we have several on board. Uh, pa- Paro. Yeah,
4: Paro. Sheriff, Sheriff,
0: you know, Paro. He. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for card flipping.
1: Uh... I'm, I'm trying to continue with my patient look, but I, I feel deep, deep, deep in my soul, a, g- a giggle trying to get out. <laughs> so it's one of those must not laugh, must not laugh at the captain who's trying to catch up. And yes, I guess this really does look odd from the outside in. <laughs>
0: John pulls out a a data pad, starts punching up some numbers. Paro, Paro, Paro. And he kind of sends it to a screen so it can be watched by everybody else. But he pulls out the passenger manifest of a Paro of particular clan, which I have not not determined. The seventh chain of Indimasi or something like that. And he looks over and says, um, according to our records with the ISA, he's not registered as a ranger. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, boy. He's a little touched, then. I don't know. Well, uh... That's great. what he told us. Uh I don't know any rangers, so I have no way of verifying it, and I don't know enough about rangers to know if he's presenting himself as a ranger in the appropriate way or not. I knew we should Uh, you, uh the, the
0: it goes. Uh, he uh, pulls up some information He says, well, the the primary ranger we have stationed here is actually with, <laughs> who registered with us, is this. He flicks up another screen and up comes up a Pachmara face. Boussac? Boussac? Oh,
1: yes, he was helping, yes. too. Um, He was there when the alien entity left Mirgrat and verified that it Miragrat was back in control of the body and there was no one else there. Um... I forget where he went afterwards.
0: He went looking... They they went afterwards. Thank you. They went after looking for uh, other clues and leads trying to deal with the uh, entity in the telepathic kid's body. Oh, yes,
1: yes. He went after the, the, the kid that the alien jumped to. Um you mm-hmm. might be able to talk to him and get some more information because he will have a completely different perspective of being a psychic.
0: And Pac Morano.
1: Well, yes, Pac Marano, but, Yeah, mostly psychic, I think. Yes. I'll shut up now.
3: Because <laughs> so, that giggle is coming up fast and furious, isn't it? It is.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> captain says, "If this scanned points at Kylie, go find the, uh, sorry, actually points at John, go find the ranger, points at Kali. go get Chuck, I want all this taken care of. Then she points to uh, the doctor again, you do your scan, points to Dooley, and you go find out why, where we are and why we're here in the first place, since it's all your head's fault we are. And then she just turns on her heels and leaves. Uh, yeah, I can't open my mouth
1: and then shut it. <laughs>
0: Okay, so this is where I can ask the two of you guys- the two of you to make a notice check, but impress me. Oh, dear.
1: Horrible idea. <laughs> yeah, this is time. But I have a chance. Seventeen.
0: Eighteen. Eighteen. That's um, That came through a different speaker. Oh, don't tell me. I have a suspicion here. Uh, yeah, sorry, the, the rolls are actually coming through a different computer speaker entirely. I'm like, oh. wait, is that? I guess. 23. 23. Okay, so yes, you do hear this, and this. You got a 23, so I'm going to say that you're not entirely sure, but you could have sworn that under the captain's breath, She said something that they never actually got into the show. They never actually said specifically. I don't even know the correct term for it, and I don't want to think of the correct term for it. But she basically, she said a particular word or phrase that could be taken as a slur? Particularly from a human perspective of a Narn.
1: Oh, well, I don't care about that. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quite accustomed to people saying bad things about the Narns. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. And I, I can't imagine that I've represented my race very well with her because, you know, she does have a ship in the middle of nowhere that you know anyways
0: true but her own security chief is another nard too so there you go so all right oh get the echo again whatever i don't get it whatever uh we're going a whole list of alternatives for so- you that we can test <laughs> We're gonna get the alternatives. Everyone's gonna get a good microphone and a headset, and then we're like suddenly like do this as this huge to do, and suddenly our, our our production values are gonna go up like by two hundred percent, which means I have to do more editing and find more free music. uh <laughs> So you guys given orders. She walks out the door. Kali just kind of sinks her shoulders a little bit, going, oh. turns turns right to John and said. Is that is it that kind of day? Chun looks over, and says, "Oh, you have no idea." <laughs> Kali says, "Oh yes, I do." He stops, shrug- thinks about it, shrugs, and says, "Okay, no, you have a point." <laughs> at least there's nobody boarding us that we know of. Uh,
1: um, Kali
0: says, "Don't start."
1: Actually... Kinda. Oh, maybe.
0: Oh boy. <laughs>
1: and now i now do start I- laughing i'm just like that's it <laughs> <laughs> oh okay well, all right i have
4: to go test these jars for the things okay. that might be inside them somehow
1: yeah i will take it down <laughs> to medical go- and put it in isolation and you can test it yeah. there sure i'll just go yeah, do that I can
0: hear his Goes, oh, excuse me, I have some medical stuff to do with medical scanners on this medical stuff, so I'm going to go do medical things. Nope. Um, <laughs> Science-y stuff. I science. By the way, has anyone, everyone here watched Lost Skeleton of Catavra? Nope.
2: No. Nope.
0: Okay, do people in this, in this uh, chat like really good bad movies? Sometimes,
4: depends.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, so there was a. <laughs> I like the gambit we have here. Basically, there's a deliberately made bad movie that homages 1950s sci-fi horror movies called Lost Skeleton of Cadabra. It is meant to be bad, and it and it and it tells you this the whole time, and it's it is pretty funny. It's this kind of weird cult thing. But one of the jokes on there is there's a scientist who will say things like, Hey, this will advance science many years, because we have to investigate this meteor for science. Uh, <laughs> like, he, talks, he says, probably says the word for science every like seventh or eighth word, uh, because he's a scientist and he does science stuff. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is kind of how I hear Ty doing the I'm a doctor going to do doctor stuff, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're going to yeah, so Julie, gonna Oh, go ahead. What was that?
4: She's going to immediately call me to explain how to do all this.
0: <laughs> I need a cheat sheet, and I need it now. Uh, so, but Julie, you're going with Ty to do the investigation?
1: I hate to do this to you, but no, because I will be just as useful with her as she is operating medical equipment. Um, I need to check some things at the
0: station there okay so you say you go over to khali i need access to a computer Kali just kind of points you to an investigation room so start there work with what you got you nod then go then you turn uh doctor good luck with that scanning and you could probably see the daggers coming off of ty uh, <laughs> oh there's
1: a doctor uh oh i can't remember his name in the med, in the med bed, bed. he'll just Dr. He yeah, I, I met one, but I can't remember the name. So, yeah. Dr. Ver- uh,
0: Dr. Christopher Rule still has the blue brain that you guys encountered at the beginning of the show.
1: Right, so the, the one we went and talked to about the brain. It, yes. yes, talking to, to help a help real you. doctor is
4: a great idea because I am also a doctor, and he will notice that I'm also a doctor when I start talking to him. Good call.
0: <laughs> doctor? Doctor? Doctor?
1: Doctor? Doctor? Alright, uh, well, if you wait just a few minutes, I'll go with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I'll wait.
0: Okay, so you will wait?
4: Yes. Because take- I also want to try to find where Alan Kevin lives anyways.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Lee, you're doing investigations. so let's get an investigation roll out of you. oh, oh great! <laughs> 16. okay yeah you're a three but you got a 16. okay fine uh, The investigation is coming up limited i mean you can find out yes chuck osteen is still on the crew as a corporal working security uh what else did you want to find
1: I just want to check, like, the races, gender, occupation of the other people. If th- if I can't find much here, I'm gonna have to go to the med bay and see if I can get information on the- from a the medical side. Common factors.
0: Okay. I can give you some basic information about them because I haven't designed these characters that much, but I do have some basic information. To work with,
1: okay? Well, we can go over later on that then so once you. The real
0: quick. Them. Real quick and dirty is that, let's see, Chuck Osteen, you know, security uh, security guy, the human male is a lurker who was known as a stand-up comedian, but was uh, arrested probably like 108 times for drunk uh, uh, public drunkenness. Uh, not offhand, uh, he's basically was was shipped to Babylon 5, specifically to be shipped to this colony to kind of get rid of him.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, one of those...
0: Uh, it's the good old-fashioned, hey, you want to go to a new planet and get the freak out of her hair? Yeah, okay. Go
1: to jail, join the army. Go to jail, go to a new planet.
0: (laughs) So, uh, the Mamari female, which is, again, of the worker class, she was a stone shaper, basically a sculptor. She was not registered even as being on board the vessel but there's a record of of her from uh, an old transmission. The Centauri female was a sleep assistant and medical provider. She was also a registered telepath. Okay. The sleep assistant you could tell is very much the, she specialized in some telepathy, but basically one thing she did, she would walk up to people having problems, just say, sleep, down they went. Let's see, uh, the human female was actually a business negotiator who had uh basically as anyone can tell was a fetish for spiritualism she apparently was registered to join she's supposed to be on a return trip basically she's there as a sightseer the drazi male was a disgraced ranger He apparently, uh, again, not unlike everybody else in this on, on, on the ship, in this case, was being sent to another planet specifically under kind of a, a redemption arc. Basically, they said, "Look, go redeem yourself by go being on this planet, being our ranger, our eyes and ears, and hopefully we'll let you back in when the time is right." And basically, he said, uh, "Okay, fine." Rather that than than bearing the burden of being, you know. Hey, they gave him a choice. You could live for the one or die for the one. Your choice. And he went, I think I'll live for the one. They said, that's it. That's the most gangster thing I've ever heard. Goddamn. The Centauri male was a uh, worker. Actually, he was a, I'm not kidding here, professional magician. Not a, like, I have sorcery powers, but I pull rabbits out of hats, and I can do those sorts of things. That's what he specialized in, was a magician who did a magician act. Though, mm-hmm. so apparently, he's been listed as missing for a couple of years. Oh. Uh, That's interesting. And the last is a female Centauri, whose name was... I actually have this written down, so I have to pull it up specifically. Uh... Here we go, it is, and that just took the hell away from me. Uh, here we go. They're listed as the ship's designer, actually as the person who developed the Celestia. It's a Talmarie employee who is a Centauri shipbuilder, ship designer.
4: Like an interior okay. designer or like, you know? Uh...
0: Oh no. Okay. Uh. us like hold on a second engineer I think of somewhere between an engineer uh uh architect uh an interior decorator the whole shebang this is basically her baby and oh, where is they that I mean, they they each other. ah here we go her name is uh Dremo ore
1: as people they might not have anything to do with each other we we need to also look at the maybe the bodies were of use. Well, oh, I should better, probably make this.
4: actually decides to go look for sure. Joel Osteen, whatever the fuck
0: his
1: actual oh,
4: name is, Chuck. Chuck, instead of ignoring yeah. us.
0: Technically, Chuck is known as, is technically known as Charles, but everyone calls him Chuck, but yes. Yes, also, Dremel Moray is the ship's designer and was there to oversee a shake, the Shakedown Cruise, which is what you're in. She is working with EarthGov and uh, for Northka an Mega Corporation, uh, apparently in hopes uh, with the agreement that her fee be given to the Centauri Restoration fund. Mm. The Centauri Restoration Fund is essentially a... oh, how to think of this. it's the IRA, more Ireland. You mean for the Hvarii? Well, basically, think of the Centauri as closed off, isolated, but some of them stayed out. So some of them want to bring the Centauri back into the fund. Technically, one of the reasons the Centauri gave his closing off is that the ISA demanded reparations for the war, which bankrupted the Centauri technically. There's a lot of other things going on that not a lot of people know. But there is this idea that the Restoration Fund is one to pay off the debt and two, to get control back up from uh, Centauri, back from the outside influences that cause the problem. While uh, Emperor Orlando Molari is still seen as very respected and very noble, they still say there's other problems within the court, and that's what they're trying to do. So yes. So here is this artist, as, they, as she calls herself, who is a ship's designer who is doing this for an Earth Force Gov and getting paid, I'm not talking small pennies, but a lot to do a shakedown cruise of this vessel. So, and by the way, Mirgrat, you would probably find this information out during some of your investigations, because eventually talking to some of them, you'll come across this information as well. Eventually, when they start telling you who they are and what they were. Yes. And she can tell you that she did not volunteer for this. She woke up one day in a jar
1: so print all so, this out or get on disk crystal would be
0: better crystal they do crystal
1: <laughs> a mini compact a little desk. data
0: crystal you could shove it yep
1: data crystal in my pocket
0: uh, it's actually not uncommon for Narn to store data crystals in their gauntlet because they have a, like mm-hmm. a bracer they, they wear on the wrist so they kind of stuff it in there very often so yes you do that you get that and uh, Ty what did you want to investigate remind me again
4: um, well, since Dooley is looking at the computer already, Ty, we'd probably just ask her to look up Alan Gibbons right quick.
0: Okay, Alan, Alan Gibbons.
4: Okay, Alan Gibbons.
0: He's not a bug. He's actually a hu- uh, he is a human with the uh, Earth Force. Apparently, he's been around for quite a while. <laughs> Interestingly enough, he was a human survivor of Babylon Four. He was evacuated when Sinclair uh, helped evacuate it during the first season. So a bit of his record has been adjusted because he basically skipped over, what, five, ten years? hmm So when he came out, apparently he was an engineer, but he kind of went into sequester as far as you can tell from the records. But he is here uh, on behalf of an EarthGov business Basically he's part of a mega corporation. Mm-hmm. That's just paying his way through. That's not as far as you got as far as you know for a lot of this. And he is on board. He does have a round trip ticket.
4: Uh what, what corporation?
0: Uh I don't have a name for it yet, but okay. I'll get you that later.
4: Alright, so a corporation. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's interesting.
0: Let's go scan this jar. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you take it to Dr. Rule, who is still fascinated with his brain, and he's been working on it for months now, or how weeks now. How long have you guys been at... at, at uh, uh, we don't have a shooting schedule, so we don't actually... We don't say when we're actually sleeping or eating, so we're just kind of running with him. Uh, <laughs> so... Okay, you go to talk to the doctor. Doctor is absolutely fascinated with this brain. He's still been playing with it. He he mentions when he sees Julie and he's like, Oh uh, Lieutenant, oh yeah, you're the part of the crew that brought in the, the brain. Actually one of the nurses looks over and says, Yeah, the doc's been working on this for Ever since you brought it in, he's been totally fascinated with it. He, Doc will actually look up and says, "It's trilobal. This is a this is so unusual. I mean, look at this, the schematics of these particular brains. This guy must have been like a telepath for whatever species they were part of. And look at this. I mean, look at the the the, the generation parts here. And this brain should be de- eroding by now, but it's not. It's not active. But it should be. You know, it should be a puddle of tapioca now, but it's not. Look at this. And he's probes here and there, and he's getting reactions. It's like this is." so fascinating he's almost in this frenzy
1: and i'm gonna hold up a finger and hit my communicator hmm? uh and and try and bring up mirbrat in a conversation
0: okay you actually say uh i have a specialist they might have listed in he's like well just don't talk about don't make force me to break hippo laws but sure
1: so yeah i'll I'll call call it
0: okay So. Miragrad, you got a call while in the middle of your uh, uh, therapy sessions with some of the brains, which yes, you did hear some of the stuff that came out of the report at, from them. In other words, yes, one of them is the ship's designer, uh, one of them is another telepath herself who was the Centauri telepath. Uh, she's been helping to coordinate the brains together. So you don't have to like make contact with each of them. You technically have to make contact with her and she makes contact with everybody else. It facilitates things. Yes, so uh, I will...
2: I will, like, keep half a brain on that, mm-hmm. um, but I'm also going to answer my call. Greetings, do Dooley! I'm here to talk to you, but I wish to inform you I may be somewhat distracted.
1: Alright, I just want to let you know that when you have a moment, you should come and talk to the doctor about the blue brain because he's made some interesting discoveries, most of which I don't quite understand. But they're exciting, evidently.
2: (laughs) This is excellent. I shall... I shall be sure to stop by as soon as our grip therapy session has concluded. Thank you for the update. And then I'll turn
1: back to the doctor. Okay, so uh, Mirgorat's going to stop by and she'll understand a lot of what you're saying, but as I understand it, you're excited that this brain is trilobal, which is important for some reason, and it still exists.
0: Yes, there is no decay, no erosion. Uh, this brain has got to have been out of the body for at least four months.
1: How uh, do you know that? But there's you know.
0: no. no... <laughs> technobabble, technobabble, technobabble.
1: Uh, uh, okay, yeah. basically, can you make sure you explain you just, that to Mira Grant when she cannot, comes, because I'm sure she'll understand all that.
0: It is, uh, absolutely, of course. Of, uh, of, of course, of course. I've been taking several samples and using them for various issues to try to determine more, but so far, it's just been as is. This has been just fascinating, though. Just absolutely fascinating. I'm
1: glad you have a hobby. Um... I need your assistance in one other thing. We have this jar that may or may not contain a dangerous substance, so we can't open it. But we need an a intense scan on it to try and determine what's in the jar.
0: He looks over and says, Doesn't security deal with that sort of thing?
1: Um, their scan is not secu- good enough. Yeah. We went to security already. They directed us to medical.
0: So this is a bio issue?
1: Yes. All right. He, uh, it's evidently he contained it in says, some sort of liquid that is affecting the life readings and that's, I think, all the technical stuff I remember.
0: He says, alright, well, let me take a look at this. Oh, oh so wait, I, find, I, I brought a, uh, a,
1: a crystal. Yeah, I could give you the report, but you probably...
0: Oh, he, he, he said, that's fine. Let me take a look. He grabs the crystal from you. He asks for the crystal. You give it to him. Yeah. He puts it into a computer. He starts looking up the details. Oh, strange. Okay, that's unusual. All right. Well, I'll put it in the scanner, but from what I can see here, um, my guess is we're going to have to open this thing to get this very specific information because this casing is protecting too much and the goo inside is also protecting whatever this is supposed to be housing because this is a he looks at it this is some sort of stasis fluid as far as i can tell it's a neutrogenitive stasis fluid that again looks like i would if i found this i'd be using it for transplant patients every day of the week right so well,
1: you can have the
4: whole jar but when you open it um there might be a larval form of an infestation that I am investigating, so I would have security nearby with several uh, several guns.
1: Actually, I would say you need to put it in isolation. Do not open it without notifying us, and security. And you need to wait until says we our... all arrive before you open it.
0: Well, he says, he looks over and says, well, you're security. Call your friend. Call security. ISO Labs over here is uh, available. The, the ISO 1's uh, still got the brain in it, but we figured out it's non contagious. But I can put it in ISO Lab 2. No problem. So, uh, let's do the scan and take care of this right now.
1: All right. So, That's first, good. I will call the chief and inform her that the doctor wants to open the jar, and I'd feel more comfortable with a few more guns down here. Because we have. She they,
0: <laughs> she says, "Fine, go ahead. I'll, I'll, you know, she'll come down herself because she wants to see what that, what this is all about too." And
1: then to give Mirgrat a few more minutes, I'll call her. You know, I called them first, and then I'll call Mirgrat next and say, I, "I'm really sorry to interrupt your meeting, but we we need your expertise." We're opening
2: the jar.
4: I shall be, I shall be there first with Please do not open the jar without me. I kid take a nap. Yes, he was
2: very cooperative.
4: All right, he can come too, I guess. I feel so, weird leaving him I'll sitting around with all those brains.
2: I shall bring in the Turner and leave in Wagner to supervise the rest of the group therapy session.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so. Wagner, who has been trying to be you know, taking notes and reading up and also doing a few other things, says, oh, you want me to continue? I will do my best. And uh, you quickly kind of show him how to make contact with the Centauri female, and who kind of brings him into the fold a little bit. He's confused, but otherwise seems to be okay. It takes you like maybe 15 minutes to do that, as, and then it's going to take you a little bit of time to get up, up to the bed bay, but not that long. You're still in second class, so it's not that bad. So figure between this, the guns, everything else, security going, okay, we're going to make sure this. The doc who clears out various areas and say, look, we may have a dangerous specimen. I want to make sure this, 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 this. and Oh, clear out that patient, clear out that patient, make sure med lab is is clear here. And everyone's like, all right, fine. So it takes about an hour or so before uh, everything's ready to go. In the meantime, he does a number of scans on it himself with the bio stuff, trying to get more information about whatever this goo is. He does register that there is something in there. And again, judging from the electrical output, the neuroelectrical output, something is very much alive in there. Whatever it is, he can't determine it, but something is actually alive in there.
4: It's definitely fucking bug larvas. Gross. Well...
1: Let's open it to be sure. I mean, it's nice. Did you explain
0: to him about the? the did you explain to him about the, the brains and jars? Uh,
1: no, I haven't told him about the brains and jars. He's already excited about one brain. He doesn't need to be excited about eight more.
4: I doesn't really bring things <laughs> up to people if she doesn't absolutely
0: have to. So. Fair enough. So, you guys, wait a while, watch him get crazy and things like that. Your grad comes in. He's confused. It's like, what, the, the, the pac Oh, yes, the, the librarian. You you asked me about the brain last time. Oh, I've got so much to discuss with you and everything else like that. You're good at? Because you have a medical background and because you were really? carrying the brain last time, I will allow you to do a notice check and, if successful, a medicine check. All right?
2: All right. So, first things first, notice check.
0: Mm-hmm. 18. 16. Okay, I'm gonna let you do it, but you're gonna be at a minus two to your roll for the medical check, okay? Alright.
2: 30.
0: Okay. okay, even with a minus two, that's 28. I'll, I'll give it to
2: you. No, I have a minus break. two already. I
0: did. I did. Oh, right. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: even then with a the 30, much better. So yes, you do look at the brain, and while you definitely had evidence of examinations, some uh, incisions, a few other things where they definitely did as much as they could to try to investigate everything they could about this, you're noticing that it's actually a little smaller than what it was before. Aha, uh-huh. so,
2: its gray matter has been shrinking.
0: That, thing, as far as you can tell, that might be the case, but you can't tell for certain, from distance. All you know is that it's not the same size as it was. Okay. So, actually, he gets it in the Isolab, sets it up. He uh, knows that in the Isolab, they could try to open it with a robot, but most likely it's going to be somebody has to put on a mask and a suit and go in there and basically open it up manually. Because they don't do a lot of robot stuff in Babylon 5. That was a rule. (laughs) Yeah. Ty, of course, as you said, does not volunteer. Yes. If nobody says anything, no. Dooley. After, a after about
1: a minute, Dooley will say, "Okay, fine. Where are the suits?"
0: <laughs> says, the doctor says, "Are you sure about this? I mean, this might be more medical than security, but if you if you want to be the one who does does this, that's no problem."
1: Um, I'm the one insisting it be open, though it's kind of my responsibility. Fair enough.
0: Doctor nods says, "Okay, let's get you suited up." To which, yes, you actually do get suited up. There's actually a uh, full... Well, you see the biohazard suits they do now. Now imagine a sci-fi version of it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> In the show, they basically just use a mask, but, you know, that's because they had a limited budget. Uh, I think they actually did do a biohazard suit once on on Crusade, but that was about it. I don't know. But essentially, yes, it's very much like a biohazard suit. It's a little bulky. It's, you know, the, the, the face... Plate that you could see through goes from basically your collar blow- bone all the way over your head, so you have full field of vision. And you put so your isolab in. And-,
1: and I turn to the doctor and I say, just in case it's bugs or worms or anything of the sort, I'm assuming this isolab has something that will zap it all the dust.
0: He looks over and he says, Isolab is meant for infections. And meant for things we can't control if anything were to become dangerous in there or become hazardous to the crew he looks over i press this button when i do plasma will rain down from me pretty like she points out plasma will rain down from there that is from the direct uh, uh reactor everything in there will go away fast okay. that is good <laughs> he actually kind of goes. The nothing purifies quite like fire.
1: <laughs> all right. I take a deep breath and I go in the lab.
0: Okay. So there's the jar. It's, they already scanned it. They did all the bio stuff. By the way, I admit, this throws off my plans a little bit, but I'm going to run with it. Uh,
1: <laughs> you, should you should know by now to make rough outlines of potentials. We, we
0: ruin uh, all your no, plans. I, I, I just embrace <laughs> my my improbability and say, we're just going to run with it. Uh, <laughs> would you come closer to the container? Once you get a, a close look at it, and the Doctor indicates a few things. The scanner indicates a few things. You figure it out. You know how to open it. There are a couple of very small openings that are just enough to put your pinkies into, just to kind of like unlatch it. It's a very, very obviously. These are small button unlatchings. Okay. Okay. You press down. You hear the click. The top raises up a little bit. There's a little bit of a hiss, and then. You can see that there's actually kind of a screw top to the top
1: all right uh are they able to scan things as i do it
0: well they have an active scan recording going on so far there's been no change other than uh, a bio mist that came out it doesn't register as anything harmful doesn't register as anything virus uh it basically comes out as a form of steam that is filled with uh, small amounts of carbon molecules
1: okay all right well, i will give a little nod and t- start
0: unscrewing the top okay you unscrew the top it takes a bit because it's a little bit stuck but again you, once you get it moving it kind of moves on its own and then and it's not like a you know, quick, you know, you can flick it open with your finger. You definitely have to move it, like, with both hands. But once you get the grip done, when it finally gets off, you can feel this thing just kind of pop a little bit. It's a little heavy, but it's like a very thick ceiling. So it kind of reminds you of a thermos in a lot of ways. The old fashioned, you know, big plunk thermos. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you get that off, you can look down into the container itself. Give me a notice check. Okay. Twenty-eight. Okay. So twenty-eight. So that's enough for you. To look down, and you see blue goo, not unlike the stuff that was kept at the brain that you found on the ship that was coated. Um. Do you notice that the whatever's not coated in blue goo at this point, because it's kind of sloughed down. There's a little bit of a, of a rim. There are the inside of the jars covered in sigils, writing, something like that. It's just covered on the interior. The blue goo itself waves up and down very gently, like it's. Uh, responding to vibrations or you're looking into a spyglass that is looking at the ocean, something like that. Very small little waves that kind of crest back and forth.
1: Okay, so one thing is I'm going, once I start unscrewing it, I'm going to basically mm-hmm. be talking through. Okay, unscrewing it now, there's a little bit of pressure, it's yes. difficult to unscrew, I'm just going to basically give a running monologue. Good one. Secondly. Secondary, looking because you know I want it recorded in case I get vaporized into dust (laughs) what what I'm seeing and then I'll say I see blue goo like the brain blue goo and then I, I want to make a judgment call and I'm not sure what role this would be but you say the blue goo is kind of like moving as though it was responding to motion or sound or something like that do I get the impression it could be alive the goo? Ooh, or something that is in a, it that's moving in response to my opening it that... Does that make sense? Either the goo or something. I know what you trying it. to say. Yeah.
0: That is... Ooh, that's a good one. Because that could be just a notice. And you did pretty well on that last notice check. I'm looking
1: through the... I mean, other am I like looking this. at an alien life of such that we have never seen? In which case, the... Uh, The diplomat in me is very
2: excited.
0: (laughs) Okay, you know how I do uh, intelligence checks where you tell me your intelligence and you roll under? Yes. I think this is the best time to try out a wisdom check in the same way. It's not a will save. It's specifically a wisdom check. Okay, so
1: my wisdom
2: is
0: 14. Okay, so you gotta roll 14 or under. You see if you have the empathy and connected wisdom to figure this out.
1: Twelve.
0: <laughs> okay. So yes, you are overwhelmed with the idea of wait, this might be alive. This is showing you have enough kind of an empathetic feel to it. Is like you don't know if you're looking at literally primordial goo, like give it a hun- you know give it a million years and and Promozole are going to start walking out of it, or if you're looking at you know biomass of that has somehow gained sentience, or it's a giant collection of amoebas that decided they all want to work together as one?
1: Alright, now I'm really excited, and I'm going to look up, and I'm going to look at Mirgrat and say, I, I, this, this may be a, a life form. I think this blue goo is alive. Maybe you could... What if
2: it's just a
4: storage jar for the same blue goo that all the brains have been in the whole time?
1: Well, uh, there might be something more in there. Um, Is there any sort of like uh, utensil or something that I could pick up?
0: You're looking like for a pair of tongs or something like that,
1: or you know, a a glass stirring rod or a metal spoon or you know, something, anything.
0: There's probably a couple of basic medical tools there. So, a glass—probably not a glass stirring rod, but basically a, a sterile. A dowsing rod of some type would yeah. probably be available, yeah.
1: I mean, nothing like a knife or something sharp that might damage it, but I am going to pick up hopefully the most benign tool I can find, which, you know, a metal stick is pretty benign, and excuse me. And um, very slowly approach the surface of this blue goo until I barely touch it and just very gently touch it with the stick.
0: Okay. I'm so when you touch it with that. a stick, okay, you press a little into it. There is a little resistance. I mean, it's not like you know pushing back and oh you're kicked away, but it's more of like um, the same resistance you would get if you when you put a uh, fork. Sorry, put a spoon into jello.
1: Okay, so I'm still talking through. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm feeling. I don't know that I would know about jello, but you know. I'm making a
0: man- I'm doing a metaphor you would understand because we're working yeah no you know. yeah
1: I'm just saying all right if it's not responding to the slight pressure then I'm going to push the stick further in
0: okay That's so like do stuff. So it definitely gives way, and you're definitely pushing a bit more into it, very slowly, but just kind of these seeing how far you go. If there's anything else in there, you're not stirring; you're just kind of like gently pressing down right. to see the reactions.
1: Kind of like the equivalent of a doctor, Stir- you know, palp- you know, not palpitating but feeling your stomach to see, you know, basic inspection
2: exactly.
0: type thing. Okay. okay. So, so yes, yeah, yeah. so you. Uh, push forward, push forward again, you don't really get a lot of resistance, but after a few moments you can feel something in there, like something swimming or some agitation that has nothing to do with you
1: okay, so I will say there is something in the blue goo I look around for like a glass beaker that I can transfer the liquid into
0: Okay. There, there is actually several containers, mostly a form of plastic, but close enough to yeah, glass. Something yeah, something that we can see um,
1: through. So hopefully, everybody can see it. Um, okay. And I will pick up the jar. Okay. And very slowly start to pour it into a separate container. Now, when I reach something solid, I'm going to stop.
0: Okay. So you slowly pour it out, and again, it's a lot like pouring Jello, or oh god, I couldn't even think. Uh, corn syrup is close, but imagine corn syrup being twice as thick.
1: Molasses,
0: that's cold. Yeah, exactly. Cold molasses, just like, blah, 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 as it starts to come through, and because you do tar pit. Yes. Oh, it's so total tar pit, but it's also this bright blue color.
2: Is,
1: key, uh,
0: is it like
1: neon sp- phosphor phor- you know I
0: mean. does sparkle so you can't tell if there's like phosphorescent parts in it or if there's basically materials that are catching the light but it is not Romulan ale blue a, a little, little, little darker than that okay but it is you know very much a uh, a light color a gem color, I guess you could say. I don't want to bring that to mind, but yeah, kind of like a gem color. And then, yeah, it just kind of barbs out very slowly. And after a few moments, you think you're feeling something slide to the front. So it's like it's about ready to, if you keep pouring it out, it's going to come out.
1: Okay, we'll stop pouring. And hopefully there's enough of the liquid that I can see uh, what's in there?
0: Okay. By the way, I had a stroke of inspiration here, so I'm playing with it. Uh, this should make things even more interesting when it comes to the game. <laughs> so, as you you look down, the little thing that's solid is this. You think it's a sphere, or like something like a sphere, because it's, it's there's hexes shaped, uh, hexes all over this thing. It's like a hexadecimal uh, what's the word? Okay, it's not a D5, which is, has hexes on every side. It's more like, um, like a bug's eye. That sort of kind of hexadecimal all over it.
1: Deludodec-
0: I, your guess is as good as mine. I don't <laughs> know what that means. Uh,
1: <laughs> Ty, can you? I don't know. It's
4: one of those, I I can picture it. It's one of those things you have to yeah. integrate over it. Calc for some goddamn reason, but I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I actually had fun with that, but... Um, Alright, uh... There, you said there were tongs. Uh, now I'm going to get the tongs.
0: Okay. So you get the tongs. What are you gonna do?
1: I'm going to try and very gently reach in the jar with the tongs and pull out the bag
0: thing. Okay. So, it's not supposed to go to It is a sphere, but it's just covered in these, uh, like it's been carved in hexes all over it. Except at the back, where there seems to be a little bit of tendril of nerve tissue. Actually, it's a fairly large tendril of nerve tissue. It's about the size of your, yeah, uh, you, eh, about the size of your ring finger in in, in diameter. Alright, um,
1: so I'm holding this up. I'm also going to say, inside the jar there's some sort of writing just to let you know. eye. Eyeball. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to say, this, this looks like an eye of something that...
0: Ty? Ty, I need you to make an intelligence check right now. Maybe it goes with the brain? I know what eye it is,
4: but I will make an intelligence check because I think Ty would be a little slower. <laughs>
0: Uh, tell, uh, let's start with a notice first. Start with a notice first, but again, it's not going to be too bad. But yeah, go ahead and make a notice first. 17. Okay, seventeen, good. Now give me your uh, what's your intelligence?
2: Fourteen. Uh, thirteen.
0: Thirteen. Okay, oh, 14, give me an yep. intelligence check.
2: Fourteen, thirteen.
0: Okay. 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 Uh, four. Perfect. Four. Not bad. Yeah, uh, Ty, I need one other roll from you. That's going to be a will save. That's my best one, luckily. Okay, twelve. So, okay. For those around Ty, Dooley, you can't see this because you're in the middle of something. Mirgrat would notice this. I believe Tubo would actually notice this very quickly. Ty, you start to shake and shudder because you recognize what that is. And yes, you're absolutely right. That is an eye of a Yithian.
1: Oh boy. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I don't know if Tuvo you know is smart enough for this. I don't think but, Ty you know, described them. No, no, no but we have, we have a brain and we no. have an eye. They're both very alien. Yeah. All right. Oh god. Ew. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. This I think is either you know we've got two alien life forces we're dealing with. So this has either got to be the bugs, which seems unlikely because it's huge, or the Ithians are actually on board and not just body snatching. Well, I mean,
4: at least their brain and or their eyeballs an eyeball from one of them is on board in the bug room. I
0: don't like this. I will let you guys a few actions to figure out what's going on, but there is a, uh, like I said, there is a bombshell about to be dropped and I think it'll be great for our, uh, for our closer for the evening. So I will let you guys do some investigations or uh, talk amongst yourselves or whatever you want to do.
4: I mean, there's writing in the jar. You should be able to read it, right?
1: Yes, I can hold up the jar to the camera and you can look at it. It's a good idea. Come on, buddy. All right. So I will hold up the jar to the camera so they can look at it. Um, Okay. Mirgrad, are you getting any sort of, like, psychic anything off
2: the eye or brain? Okay. I am going to basically try to... The most careful, like, reach out that I can. Um,
0: I believe that's called a like passive a- scan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want. Okay. I wanted to. I wanted to be clear. I am. I am keeping up most of my guard. I am doing my best to to keep myself as protected as possible. Okay. So I'm going to guess you want a telepathy check for
0: that. Oh, you better believe it. 21. 21. you passed the basics for a a basic scan. Um, So you're like tentatively reaching out with your mind, doing the whole, well, let's scan if this is a life form. The eye, as far as you can tell, is not alive. It's not responding to your probe. Goo, on the other hand, stirs and wiggles around for a few moments as you try to scan it. Both the goo in the jar and the goo in the uh, bucket, for lack of a better term, respond. That's when you feel the number of life forms inside the goo itself. It's hard to tell because they are very small and they're working in concert, but they're definitely individuals.
2: Aha! Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> this? Yeah, I'm is just holding living. a
1: jar and an eye, looking at y'all expectantly. Like, um. um I'm gonna ask you <laughs> if you
4: can read the writing, because. Uh. Ty can't read, Githian despite having been one. Okay. Because she's dumb. Her
0: kid, yeah. Although she doesn't just doesn't know the language. Eh, she, you, didn't, you, you didn't put in the time. Sure. Um Yeah the yeah, looks over what he can and says, I, I, I don't think I, I recognize that, Mom. That's weird. That isn't the that situation is weird, it's more like he's pointing at the words going, That's all weird.
4: Weird like you've never seen it before, or weird like sort of not right.
0: It's it's like an echo of something I know maybe, but it, it's 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 like the difference between when you dream of something and then when you encounter it, how different it is. Hmm. That's kind of the difference. It's it's so different from what I what I read. It's it's it might as well be another language, but I could see a couple of like characters in common. Well,
4: maybe Wagner will be able to read some of it.
0: So, uh, right. all right. It's five nineteen. Let's uh, might as well get straight to it. Anything last you guys want to check out?
1: No, but I will eventually put everything back in the jar.
0: <laughs> okay. Close yeah. Stu Lee, hi. Anything you want to do? Nope. That about covers it. All right. And Mirgrat, anything you wanna do?
2: Uh, no, I think like, I mean, nothing that I can do in the short term, cause long term, I'm gonna be, you know I'm gonna be talking to that fucking goo.
0: <laughs> well, this is where it gets interesting. As you try to do the passive scan, and you can sense the uh, forms, when the last of the goo sloughs off the eye into the pan, and the eye is very much just kind of, for lack of a better term, clean, it's got a little residue on it, but for for the most part, it's clean. You're going to hear something very clearly. Everyone else hears it as clicks, chirps, beeps, some sort of like... Strange reverberation of a choir noise, as if done through cicadas, and but it's coming out to an almost sound—not right, but an almost sound—and definitely meergrat would understand this. Tuvo might understand this, and actually, Tai might understand the basics of it. But it's as awful. The gift, uh, the 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 goo itself, and by the way, Mirgram would understand this because of the scan, it just says, oh, are we home yet? Oh, of course it does. That
2: fucking and that telling is where we are
4: for this evening. Okay, I'm telling y'all, it was bad news. one wanted to open it, but here we are now. <laughs>
2: Should've
4: just thrown that shit in the incinerator.
3: I'll oh, you'll never look at Blue jello the same way again, yes? Ah, but you'll have to wait until next time to find out more about this strange goo that's thinking at you that wants to know, are we home yet? Are we home yet? Ah, until then, I have more extermination to do. Now where is my flamethrower? Ariane, bring it to me! I must deal with these bugs.
0: And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com or now you can follow us on Twitter at odysseyb5dm. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing, utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20. Our audio engineer is Gabriel Belt. Our theme music, Titan Striker, was composed by Evan King. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at TabletopAudio.com. All other music provided by Creative Commons license and is available of information on our website. Once again, I am Daniel. And I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.